Well, we're in a series called Authentic Faith. Authentic Faith is, uh, John preached about it last week. If you didn't hear the message, uh, listen to it. It was a really awesome message. Uh, he is, was talking about exercising the muscle of faith. Who exercised that muscle this week? Yeah, come on, just speaking things out, declaring, choosing to believe. He talked about uh, people of little faith that uh, were in the Bible. Jesus rebuked many, uh, the disciples many times for their little faith or um, the absence of faith. He talked about great faith. And great faith, because the Bible says without faith, it's impossible to please God. So this series, we're looking at how can we live a life of faith, even though we're not seeing everything that we're praying for come to pass. We're not seeing all our prayers answered. We might be living in circumstances that are difficult and we're facing them every day. How can we live a life of faith? In our lives, we, we live a life of faith. I'm married to a husband with a gift of faith. So he encourages me to lift my eyes and to see things. And we've seen incredible things come to pass. We've seen miracles. We've seen the impossible uh, turned around and things unlocked for us and uh, just answered prayers that shouldn't have happened. We've seen that in our lives. But it's not always so. There's not everything that we're praying for and believing for that's coming to pass or has come to pass. There's some things that haven't happened and that we've had to give up on because it's not actually feasible for them ever to happen. Ten years ago, I had this growth in my abdomen and it, and it you know, was there and it needed to be removed. And the doctor said, you're going to need surgery uh, if it keeps getting bigger. And we're like, man and woman of faith okay, we're going to go to prayer on this. We don't need surgery. We can go to faith. We can believe that God can get rid of things and can just take that away in a moment. And we, you know, pushed in prayer, fasting, believing, got scriptures, declare them. The growth just got bigger and bigger until the point where, you know, we sort of put it off for a year, said, nope, we're going to, you know, we're going to really look to God for this time frame. We're going to believe and trust God that he's got the best for us. And we're in faith. We're, we're just solid. And then after a year, it's like, it's not happening. This thing is getting bigger. It's going to need to come out. And we had to make the decision. I, I'm going to have to have the surgery. I think 18 months I was, after that was first found, I had the surgery. And yeah, it got, it got rid of the growth. That's, that's, you know, a good answer. But for me, it was, it was disappointment because what I was believing for it hadn't happened in the way that I thought it would happen. And after that, I knew it was never going to happen in the, in the miraculous way that I thought it would happen. I had to let go of that and that disappointment. But did I knock around my faith? Yeah, it did. Like, God, do you heal today the same as you did yesterday? And in the Bible, just knocks me around. It's like, can I pray for people for healing if I haven't seen it in myself? It did knock my faith. And so today, this is what I want to talk about. There's things in our life that cause us disappointment, that causes us knockdowns, that are real setbacks to our faith. What do we do in those situations? How do we come back and get on top of that disappointment? How can we then be people of great faith? There's people in this church, I know, that you believed for things. You believed for marriages. And now there's no chance of restoration. Maybe you've believed for healing for someone and they've died. And it's, that's not going to happen anymore. You know you had to let it go. Maybe there's uh, children that you see aren't walking with God and you pray and you believe and there's so much 
pain in that. You know, this is the tension between living in that place between when you get the promise until when you see it to pass or when you get to the point where you just trust God. I don't understand it all, but I have to let it go. And I can still be a woman of faith, that we can still be a church of faith. Maybe there's things that have been delayed and they haven't happened yet. You're still hoping, still believing, still praying. Maybe there's other things that didn't happen, it's finished, it won't happen. How do we live with that disappointment? We don't understand. We don't understand where, when things happen. Aren't, aren't we living in those scriptures of whatever you ask for and believe you have received, it shall be done for you? You know, and then you start to sort of doubt or if you abide in me, I in you, ask whatever you wish, it shall be done for you. God, what happened to that scripture? Why didn't that happen for me? Gosh, can you feel that tension? It's like the tension just came into the room. It's like, ah, it's awkward. It's hard. It's tough. There's disappointment. There's discouragement. Hard to go to faith. Hard to pray. How do you do that? Let's talk about it today. Let's unpack the Word of God. Move to trust. Move to then believing again. Hebrews 11 verse 6, it says, without faith. It's impossible to please God because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. Do you believe in God today? He is a good God. Disappointment comes like a, uh, an injury. It's like a sore. There's a wound in there. It needs healing. Sometimes it gets infected and there's just stuff that's in there that needs to come out. How do we let it out so that we can actually get full healing? Maybe it's partially healed, but there's still that sore spot. If you just touch it, it's like, no, that's where the, no, it's still very tender. Maybe it's festering and, and it comes out in other ways. Anger, unbelief, apathy. No, I don't, I don't need to be part of that fast. I'm okay. It's all good. Like, I'm just keep doing my thing. The disciples, they walked with Jesus. They saw the betrayal that he had. They saw the suffering that he went through, the pain, the death, and then he was gone. Imagine the disappointment. He told them, I'll rise again, but they didn't really believe that. They were in that place of disappointment. God, all those things that you said you would do, and now you're gone. You've been killed. You haven't accomplished everything we thought you would accomplish or that you said you would. They're living in that place of disappointment. Later on, when he gets resurrected and he comes back and he's sitting around the table, he rebukes them for their hardness of heart and their unbelief. See, disappointment can turn into hardness of heart because it's you want to protect yourself. You don't want to risk it anymore. You don't want to put yourself out there on a faith journey because what if I get hurt again? What if nothing happens? That scripture is in Mark 16, verse 14. It says, later he appeared to the 11, Jesus did, Judas wasn't there. As they sat at the table, he rebuked their unbelief and hardness of heart because they did not believe those who had seen him after he'd risen. Don't let disappointment harden your heart. So what do we need to do when we're not seeing the answers? Firstly, we need to get real with God. This is authentic faith. Getting real with God. Oh gosh, the Bible is full of people that are real with God. They're very honest. They're accusatory. 
I mean, the Psalms is full of David and he had a lot of pain in his life. He lost his children. He almost lost his wife and all his wives and all of his children. He was attacked. He was threatened to be killed. He had so much going on. And he would come in the Psalms and just, God, why have you forsaken me? God, where are you? Why have you turned your back on me? I've been reading Lamentations recently. Lamentations is a big lament. It's just a big pouring out of all the things. And some of them, they're pointed straight at God. You haven't done that. You haven't done that. Lamentations is a, is a book after the Israelites were exiled to Babylon and uh, they were all taken out of Israel and out of Jerusalem and, and taken because they'd done the wrong thing and, and they had heart in their hearts and they'd been exiled to Babylon and they were living there. And it's, it's sort of like a poetic book. Uh, four out of the five chapters, this is what I learned in reading it this week. I'm, I'm following the Bible project in my Bible reading. Four out of the five are acrostic poems. They all start with a different letter of the alphabet, of the Hebrew alphabet, and are like poems throughout that. Lamentations 3 verse 42, it says, We have sinned and rebelled, and you have not forgiven us. You have engulfed us with your anger. You've chased us down. You've slaughtered us without mercy. You've hidden yourself in a cloud, so our prayers cannot reach you. You've discarded us as refuse and garbage among the nations. Wow. Are you game to say that to God? You came to come into the throne room and go, oh my gosh, God, I am so disappointed. You haven't done this for me. Lord, I prayed. I believe. I spoke your word. You didn't come through for me. Get real with God today. Take your disappointment to him. It's okay. He can handle that. You can be real. You can be authentic. You can be honest. But in that place, it's letting out your pain. It's a place where you're letting out your disappointment the discouragement. You have to let out that, that pain that comes. And maybe it's deep down or maybe it's just very quickly. I know sometimes I'll come, I'll go, God, I'm disappointed about this. And I'll just feel the emotion rise up in me because it's like, ah, oh, it affects me. God, I don't understand. I haven't seen it. I don't know why. I really want to see it. I believe, I feel like I'm doing everything right, that you've asked us to do. Why aren't we seeing this? And there's, and there's wounds in there. As I said, there's stuff. You know, I, uh, I studied as a, as, a, as a nurse. And uh, in my nursing training, I would um, go into the surgical wards. And, uh, you know, sometimes if you have surgery and they put a drain in, who knows about that? It's just sort of like, yeah, it's like, oh, I know. Not, not great, but it's to let the impurities out, all right? It's just the excess yuck stuff that it's like you don't want to accumulate in your belly or your whatever. Anyway, they put a drain in and it's got like a suction thing on it to keep the drain. It sort of doesn't pop out. And, that, and then once you take it out, you release the suction and just, you know, ease it out. It might have been there a few days. It might have already, the body's already started healing itself. So it might start, you know, sort of like sticking around. So you have to give a bit of a pull, a bit of a tug. You know, you might give them pain relief before. Is this too gross? Not yet. Not yet. All right. So I'm a student nurse, okay, and I'm learning. And uh, <laughs> disclaimer. So I had to take out the um, drain from somebody's knee in hospital. And I went there and set it all up, do dressing, very sterile, and uh, give it a bit of a tug. Nothing happens. Give it a bit of a tug and nothing happens. And oh gosh, this one's really, you know, stuck in. Give it a tug. Oh, big yank. 
did a big yank. Oh my gosh, oh sorry, I'm so sorry. Then I realized I never turned the suction off. I know, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I apologize for all the student nurses on their behalf. But it's like, I never did that again, all right? It's a learning curve. <laughs> the, the stuff has to come out, all right? It's in there for a reason, the drain. Oh, I'm just cathartic here. Let, let the pain out. Let the pain out. <laughs> uh, lamentations. I'll, I'll go on in Lamentations because it's really good. Lamentations 3 verse 17, it says, peace has been stripped away. This is what happens after the disappointment and the... Peace has been stripped away, and I have forgotten what prosperity is. I cry out, my splendor is gone. Everything I had hoped for from the Lord is lost. The thought of my suffering and homelessness is bitter beyond words. I will never forget this awful time as I grieve over my loss. I'm sure some of you can relate. And you think there is times, so many times, there's pain that happens in our life. <clears throat> it's real. There is grief. There is pain. How do we get it out in a safe way with a loving God who does care for us? It's bringing it to him every day. Disappointment, discouragement, pain, hurt, grief. Sometimes there's unforgiveness. Maybe it's unforgiveness towards God. It's letting that pain out in a safe way, but a powerful way. I do this in my prayer time. I do it every day. I give over all of my disappointment and discouragement, my unmet expectations, ill will, bitterness, grief. I give it all to him because I don't want to live in that place of pain. I don't want it to hold me back. I don't want it to affect my relationship with God. I know as I do that, he comes and he washes over me and all that stuff washes off and the pain, it washes away. Maybe not in one day, maybe not in two days, two weeks, two months. It's just I do it until it's gone. And I feel like, okay, that's, that, that pain, that disappointment is gone. I know there's people here today, and we can pray for you in this service of just unlocking some of that pain in your heart because it's in our lives and it happens and being a Christian doesn't mean you have a perfect life and everything goes sweet and rosy and rainbows. Things happen. It's how we deal with it that we can have authentic faith and still believe and still come back to the Word of God and, and, and know I trust in you, God, and I believe that you're faithful. Even though I haven't seen it, even though my circumstances, I'm not seeing it. I choose to believe. I'd encourage you to hand over all of that stuff. Jesus understands. He understands. He understands your pain and he absorbs it so that you're actually different, that you are changed from the inside out. So that's the first one. It's getting real with God. Number two is flick the praise switch on. David in the Psalms, he comes and he laments and he brings all of that, but then he comes to praise, and he always comes back to praising God. He always comes back to trusting in him. You flick the praise switch on. How do you do that? 
Well, as a parent, you know, there's some times that I get annoyed at my children, get very frustrated. When they were little, okay, they push your buttons and they push you right up against that and you're snapping, getting cranky and the phone rings or there's a knock on the door. You know what you do? You flick the switch. Hey, how you going? Yeah, good. Awesome. (laughs) Oh, you know it, parents, you know it. You've done it. Yes, you have to, right? You're just like, I can't stay. I'm cranky at you. I have to separate from that and uh, put on my nice, yeah, no, great. Yeah, how are you? Yeah, and the kids are like, what just happened there? (laughs) You can flick that switch. You can do it. You can do it in that. You can do it in praise. We've got a Bible full of the praises of God. Okay, so Lamentations, after it went, um, chapter 3, verse 21, after all of the, I will never forget this awful time as I grieve over my loss. What happens? Then he goes to, yet I still dare to hope. When I remember this, the faithful love of the Lord never ends. His mercies never cease. Great is his faithfulness. His mercies begin afresh each morning. I say to myself, the Lord is my inheritance. Therefore, I will hope in him. The Lord is good to those who depend on him, to those who search for him. Ah, I love it. I love it. It's just flicking that switch, putting on the praise music. You've got to have some external things that prompt you into that place of praise. The scriptures are one. Praise music, worship music just opens your heart. That hardness starts to go. You choose to praise. God, I thank you for what you've done. Thanksgiving and praise will open the door. Praise God for the mini wins, the little things. John's awesome at the, you know, oh, that's a turning point. One tiny little things. I remember years ago. It's like we're believing for some significant financial breakthrough. Someone gave us $10. He goes, it's turned. It's turned. Like, (laughs) okay. (laughs) That's praise. That's just, oh, we praise you for that little tiny, that little open door. Just focus on the good. That's praise and trusting in God. And the third one, after flick the praise switch on, is move towards great faith. Great faith. How do we believe again? What does great faith look like? 2 Corinthians 5 verse 7, it says, For we walk by faith, not by sight. The Amplified, living our lives in a manner consistent with our confident belief in God's promises. Walk by faith, not by sight, not what we're seeing in the natural. We choose to believe. I have a garden. I try to tend to it. Sometimes it it gets neglected. It needs water, it needs sun, it needs weeding. It needs feeding, it needs fertilizer. Oh, unbelievable. I saw this um, Instagram account that I follow this week, uh, the veggie lady, and she's like, oh, you know, how often do I do this? And she's sort of watering the garden. She says, two weeks, and then two weeks later, doing it again. I'm like, two weeks, that's pretty cool. And then in the caption, it says, that's fertilizing, that's feeding the garden. It's like, oh my gosh, you're kidding. It needs that much food as well as just the natural water and sun. I I don't have time for that. (laughs) Not at the moment. Uh, Faith leaks. Faith leaks. It leaches out of us like the fertilizer in in the soil leaches out of our gardens. You think, doesn't it just stay there, feed them, and it's awesome? No, you have to keep feeding it. How do you keep feeding faith? How do you keep? 
growing and fertilizing that faith, choosing to believe, listening to things that have faith on them, that lift you, hanging around people, being in prayer meetings. It lifts your faith, talking to people. What can I listen to right now? I need encouragement. What's a podcast out there that I can listen to that's going to boost me? You've got to feed that faith. You're growing it. Choose to believe. Put on courage and faith. Immerse yourself in that faith environment. Nothing is too difficult for God. He's a God of the supernatural. He's a miracle-working God. He is a death-defying God. He's a resurrecting God. He's a life-giving God. He can move things in your circumstances. You've got to believe. As we're fasting, as we're praying this month, we're going after it. We want to grow close to God. Have you got your prayer cards? Have you filled it in? What are you believing for? Praying and choosing, seeing that miracle happen. Seeing your sons and daughters on the altar worshipping Jesus. Seeing your friends in the baptism tank being um, baptised in the name of Jesus. Seeing that house that you're believing for. You've got to turn on the faith eyes in your life and choose to believe. Uh, uh, Move towards great faith. Pull out your promises. Pull out your scriptures. Pull out your prophecies. Without faith, it's impossible to believe God. Even a little faith. A little faith. Start with a little faith. Move towards great faith. Maybe today you feel like, I don't have faith. I don't, can't believe in anything. Just a little faith. Just start with a little faith. Just choose to believe. Just read that scripture. Remember that healing uh, video that I just showed before of the lady in Melbourne healed her of blood cancer. He is a good God. He is pow- all-powerful, all-powerful. That's authentic faith. That's why we need to pray. That's why even today, as we come into this final week of fasting, if you're not part of it, just make a choice today. I choose to go to faith and fast for these next seven days. Maybe you can only do three days this week. Just choose three days that you can do that. Come to the prayer meeting, 6.15 on Monday to Friday. We've got an all-in church-wide prayer meeting on Tuesday night from 6 p.m. to 7 p.m. We're going to worship. We're going to just pray and really lift our faith as a church. I encourage you to come to this prayer meeting on Tuesday night because it's so good when you get around other people that are praying together and it lifts you, lifts your faith. It inspires you, does something in your spirit. I would encourage you. How about Bible college is starting this week? Guys, guess what the topic is for the term three? Prayer. It's prayer. Pastor Phil is going to be preaching. Pastor John, Vicki Simpson's going to be um, speaking in those Bible college. It's a nine-week season, I'm calling it. Instead of a Netflix season one, uh, this can be your prayer season one. And uh, it is from uh, 5.30 to 7 o'clock on Tuesday nights for a nine-week season. Can you do that nine-week season? And uh, you'll be joining in with our church-wide prayer meeting. You can register from that little uh, QR code on the online chat. Grow in your faith. Jumpstart it. Just jumpstart. If it feels like it's a bit bit dead, your prayer life's a bit dead, jumpstart it. So there is our authentic faith for today. Three things. I want you to get real with God. I want you to take your pain to him and let some stuff out. Let him in and let him wash over. I'll invite the band to come up now. And secondly, 
we're turning the praise switch on. Turn that praise switch on. Go into your home, put your worship music on. Get in the car, put your worship music on. Turn your praise switch on. And thirdly, we're moving towards great faith. Great faith. People of great faith. It starts with a little faith and it keeps growing. As you keep feeding it, it keeps growing and you see great faith. So can you do that this week as we head into the third and final week of our fast? We're excited what God is doing behind our back and in front of our face also. Come on, why don't we pray as we come to a close this morning. I know God is here. Oh, I know his hand is on you. I know he's been speaking today. Oh, Lord, we thank you. We thank you for your word. We thank you that you are patient with us as we go through our trials. Lord, as we lose heart. Lord, as we lose faith, as we harden our hearts, you're still patient. You still love us. Lord, and right now, Lord, there is pain in so many hearts. Lord, I want to pray. Oh, Jesus. Why don't we stand to our feet and just have a moment with God? Just close your eyes and lift your hands to Jesus. He wants to do a bit of a healing work this morning. Oh, God, we come before you. We come. It's a safe place. It's a safe place where you can let that pain go. You can give it over to him. Where there is hurt, where there is disappointment, where there's been pain, there's discouragement. We give it over to you today. We let it go. Oh, Jesus, come. Come. You're healing God. You bring healing. You breathe. You breathe your spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We'll just take a moment in this because it's not a quick, okay, I've done that, move on. Something will unlock in some of you today. And this is just the beginning. But as you go from here and you take your burdens to God and just where there is some unresolved grief, where there is some unforgiveness, where there is just that, I don't know. I don't understand. Why didn't that happen, God? Why? Maybe there needs to be some real frank, honest discussions with God. You can be real with him. You can be honest. That's authentic. So today, we let go of the stuff. We let go of all those things we don't understand. And we allow your Holy Spirit to wash over us. Wash over us and cleanse us. Holy Spirit, just breathe. Bring love. Bring freedom. Bring healing. Thank you, Jesus, that you're a good God. We trust in you. We choose to praise you. We choose to believe again. Put on faith. 
You are the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. You have good things for us. You give good gifts to your children. So we speak restoration. We speak transformation. We speak healing today. In your name, we believe that you are all-powerful, that you are a God of the supernatural. You are a miracle-working God. You are a God who heals. Oh, Jesus, help us to see again. Help us to hear again. Help us to believe. Pour your blessing out on your children today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Special precious moments here. Go on that journey. It doesn't finish here. Take it to God. Be real. He can handle it. It's okay. And allow him to wash over you. God bless you, church. I love you so much. Have an awesome day. Hand back to you, David Crowder. Thank you, Pastor Dan.